This is very exciting. Listen, nobody is more uh, thankful and amazed than me uh, that y'all are sitting here 10 years after we started. And, and, and one of the things that you're going to hear over and over and over again is this real simple theme of our story is God's story. Because when you look back of 10 years of Fellowship Asheville, you cannot deny that God's hands were all over this, right? Uh, by the way, if I didn't get a chance to meet you on the way in, uh, my name is Fred. I'm one of the pastors here. And today you're gonna hear from all the staff, which is gonna be great fun. But, and even through them, you're gonna hear this theme of our story being God's story. And I wanna tell you a little bit about what that means. In 2005, so, so a little bit further than 10 years ago, and in 2005, me and my family were here on vacation. We were living in Jackson, Tennessee at the time on staff at a church called Fellowship uh, Bible Church of Jackson. Uh, they say hi, by the way, and happy birthday. Uh, their lead pastor texted me this morning. Um, um, I was on staff there and uh, one of the pastors has a, a home here in Brevard. And so we were hanging out there, came downtown just to check out Asheville. And we were walking, me and my family were walking by what I now know is Pritchard Park. I didn't know it at the time, but we were walking by Pritchard Park. And, and I felt this whisper from the Lord, like this, this, what I thought was the Holy Spirit, but I wasn't sure. Have you ever had one of those? And I was walking through Pritchard Park and I felt like I heard God say, you need to plant a church here in Asheville. Which is funny because in seminary, I told God I didn't want to be a church planter. That's the irony of it. That's what made me think that maybe this really could be the voice of God. And so what happened in 2005 after that trip is I went back to Jackson and met with the elders at the church there in Jackson. I met with some of the staff, uh, met with some churches here and asked them this question over and over again, does God need another church in Asheville? Every person I talked to was more and more confirmation that our story is God's story. And if God is doing this, take a step of faith. So the biggest confirmation, though, came not from elders, not from staff, not from pastors here, but from my wife, because I didn't tell her for a few weeks that I thought God had said this. We were back in Jackson, wife was going, and I said, babe, I need to tell you something that I think God's doing. What do you think about planting a church in Asheville? Her response was immediate, and she said, yes. That's what God's asking us to do. Now, the Holy Spirit a lot of times sounds like our spouse, <laughs> right? That was confirmation. Three years, so from 2005 to 2008, we got training, we raised support, we continued networking with pastors here and doing what we could do to kind of build a solid foundation. And in July of 2008, we moved here to Asheville. And in September of 2008, we started a Bible study with about 10 or 12 people. Most of them are still here at Fellowship today, which is exciting and very rare. 2008, we had that small group Bible study. What we studied first, if I remember correctly, was the book of Galatians. We wanted to, to ground ourselves in the gospel. What is the gospel? What is the gospel? What is the gospel for us? What is the gospel gonna do if, if we believe it and, and, and ask each other to step out in faith? What, is, what does a church look like that's centered on the gospel? And fast forward 10 years from then, and we've got about five or 600 people that call Fellowship Asheville their home church. 
which is crazy. We've got about 30 circles that people are invested in living life together. Like Cara talked about, uh, where's the husband and wife standing here in this room and talking about how God has been chipping away at, at I think she said control and, and um, something else. And, 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 and that happens when she's in a circle with other people and, and their Bible's open and they're living life together and praying for one another. We've got 30 circles like that with people invested into them. We've got, we've got about 250 plus people that volunteer on Sundays to make church happen right here. Not to mention all the people that are engaged in service outside of these walls, which is actually one of our greatest hopes for you is, is, is we want Asheville to be better because of what God's doing through Fellowship Asheville. And many of you are doing that. That's God's story. That's our story. Our story is God's story. And, and as I was thinking about how to talk about this and how to, how, to, how to kind of craft a message around it, I started thinking about our staff, the people that are employed here at Fellowship, both part-time and full-time. And, and, and what I realized as I started thinking through what I know about each one of their stories is that they could say, just like me, they are doing something today on staff here that they never thought they would be doing, that God has asked them to do more or God has asked them to be more than they thought they could do or they thought they could be. And so instead of me crafting a message around our story is God's story, what I want you to do today is to hear that story from them. And so what we're gonna do is have each staff person come up here and tell you how how their story is God's story. Now, here's what I want you to do. Number one, I want you to understand some of them are freaking out about this, <laughs> right? And I've been there, I get it. But what I want you to do is I want you to listen because here's what I think is gonna happen is that as they tell their story of their story being God's story, you're gonna hear something in your story because what I know to be true is that God is asking each and every one of us in some way to be more than we think we can be or to do more than we think we can do. And he is asking you, do you trust him to step out and do that? You're gonna hear that over and over and over again in these stories. And so as you listen, I want you to listen with one ear open to them and one ear open to the Holy Spirit of where is God asking you to let your story be his story? All right, I'm gonna hand it over to Amelia. In October 2010, I moved back to Weaverville after having spent the past 20 years in Colorado, and I immediately started to look for a church community. Fellowship Asheville was one of the first churches that I visited, and after a Sunday or two, I thought, boy, these people are friendly here, but I'm not sure it's a fit for me. Uh, I had come from a church in Colorado of 5,000, and at that time, Fellowship Asheville was about 75 people meeting at the Y, and it just seemed like, surely I wasn't supposed to go to, from a large church to such a small church. So I spent the next year church shopping. During that year, Eva Evans, who I had known for a long time, invited me to a Bible study at her home. And after attending that for a few months, I felt like God was calling me to look again at fellowship. And this time it was a fit. When I moved back to uh, North Carolina, I 
planned on working part-time. And I felt like it probably would be in nonprofit work because that's what I had done. I had done business management for Young Life Camping. And so I took a job with a local nonprofit. Fellowship was growing, and I was asked to lead a, a women's growth group, and that was stretching and also very refreshing to do that. As women continued to come and we had added more groups, um, I was asked to consider leading women's ministry. I really could not imagine being on a church staff. My experience had all been in business management for a parachurch or church organization. And what did I know about women's ministry? But, you know, God's ways are higher than my ways. Scripture constantly reminds me that God's way is so much grander, so much more amazing than anything I can come up with. In Isaiah 43, God tells the Hebrew people, look, I'm doing a new thing. See how it springs up? Don't you perceive it? I can look back now over my life and see how God has led me at every step and stage to new situations, places that I wouldn't choose to be because I don't think I'm capable. And he does all of that just so that I can experience the joy that comes when he does a new thing. Hello there. My name is Leah Kaslack, and I am the financial administrator here at Fellowship Asheville. I have worked at Fellowship for the past eight years. Um, the job started out as an administrative assistant position, but over the years it has transitioned into a more financial position. Um, this definitely took me out of my comfort zone because I have zero financial experience whatsoever. Um, but I can assure you that your finances are in good order. We're good. So... Um, but it, I, everything I was asked to do, I had to learn, um, and it was kind of scary, but it made me really rely on the Lord and trust that he was guiding me and leading me in this new position. Um, I can definitely look back now and see that the strengths and the gifts that he has created within me are perfect for this job, and so um, trusting him really paid off. It was great. Um, my ministry is not your typical ministry within the church as I'm not really face-to-face -face with you all on a regular basis. I'm more behind the scenes doing data entry and things like that. Um, but this allows me a different perspective to see God work in some unique ways that you all might not get to see on a regular basis. There have definitely been lean times financially within the church. Um, there's been times that Fred has asked if we even had enough money in the bank account to run payroll that week. But it's been really cool because every single time, God always stepped up and there would be just enough to provide what we needed at the time that we needed it. And so that was really neat to see. Um, there's definitely been times of abundance as well. There's been times that my jaw has literally dropped when I've opened up an envelope in the mailbox. People that don't even attend our church giving large sums of money because they felt that God laid it upon their hearts to do so. So that's been really neat to see. Um, I also love it when I get to see over and over again members within our church stepping up to financially provide for other people within the church and outside of the church that might be going through a struggle in their life 
or a challenge and they need help. And um, you all are incredibly generous and just consistently step up to do that. And so that's really neat. Um, I just love being in this position and being able to see God work through the generosity of you all and through everyone's finances. And it's been an incredible faith builder for me in my life. And it's been um, just truly a blessing. So thanks. All right, one thing I need to say up front is I love church. I love the church, and I believe in the church and what we are called to. Um, we came here with Asheville or to Asheville. We took lots of trips here, vacations. It was a great place to vacation. One day we were downtown. Wife walked out of hotel, the hotel, and said, this would be a fun place to plant a church. Most people don't say fun and church planting in the same sentence, but she did, and Years later, we were at the Y next door to that hotel, and I thought, wow, this is a fun place to plant a church. Here, we did that, moved here to be a part of a new downtown church, not named Fellowship, by the way. Um, I worked at I worked at the Y and the church part-time at both of those things, worked hard to plant this church, not this church, that church. Um, year went by, and let me tell you, that year was awful in every way. And it, in all the years I've had, that was the year I would call a complete failure, to be completely honest. Uh, church didn't work out. Not only did the church not work but fail, a relationship through that, me and him were working on the church at the same time. It also went bad and failed too. And so while the church was basically crashing and burning, my job at the Y was growing and prospering. And so I went to this strange time that I didn't work at the church at all. I didn't work at a church at all, but I worked at the Y and I went from a trainer to begin leading wellness department and things like that. And in that process, I learned about nonprofit work, leading it. I learned about Excel spreadsheets and finances and how to make budgets and how to keep your employees on track and supervise and coaching leadership development and all of this stuff. I didn't even know that pastors were supposed to be doing, but I learned it there at the Y. And so I had this great experience of it, but felt this call to the church. So our first week at fellowship was September of 2012. And our third week here was this Sunday, church picnic. And I remember that. It was at the Y um, facility there. And we played cornhole with Mr. Hinch, Brian Hinch. And he wrote me an email last week, reminded me our friend anniversary was this week. So that was super fun. So we're going to play some cornhole together this afternoon to celebrate. I hope I'm, he, he has chocolate for me. But... Um, and so we love the church, and I've, I got a job here. I began to work here that spring, part-time. And when I began to work in the church back in the day, executive pastor title, it didn't even exist, I don't think. Um, and so it's not a made-up thing, I don't believe, but we, I work as the executive pastor, and the very things I learned at, the, at that time of what I thought was failure is now helps us lead our staff team. And so it's been an incredible experience to work with them. I love what we get to do. I love the people that we do it with. We have a great time as a staff. Each other and we get work done together. And it's a lot of fun to be able to do that. And just so 
grateful. And the thing I want to tell you is that in our times of failures, it's re, it is in the process of our failures that he, he works through us and, and, and uh, teaches us and prospers us. Good morning. My name is Carol King, and I am the communications director here at Fellowship Asheville. And our story of how God called us to fellowship actually started in Michigan. My husband was offered a position here in Asheville. They flew us out to kind of check out the town. We fell in love with the town. We fell in love with the people. We fell in love with the mountains. But we went back home, and we prayed about it. We talked a lot about it. Uh, moving for us would mean uh, moving away from family, from friends, a job that I loved. But the Lord gave us a great sense of peace about it. So we made that move to Asheville, and we found fellowship and fell in love with it shortly after we arrived. In Michigan, I was on staff as the children in children's ministry and so that was a great first place to start serving and shortly after that Fred came to me and he said would you consider leading the children's ministry being the fellowship kids director and to be honest with you this was way out of my comfort zone I had always worked for a director I appreciate being pointed towards a goal and working hard for that um, so all I can tell you is all that faced me were doubts, the things that I knew that I wasn't good at. Um, but I, I brought it to my husband and he said, you know, God didn't move us here for my job. I think he moved us here to serve our church. And so I said yes to that. And the really cool thing about it is there was just so much of that job that was just within my gifting that I was just designed to do, and I loved it. Um, and another neat thing is um, God brought me alongside a team, um, a team that is more like a family that helped me grow in my weaknesses as well. Um, so we've been doing this for a while. Then eventually I stepped into the role of, as just doing communications. And um, God has kind of put a little artistic bent in me, so I've been able to do the graphics too, which I just love. But I'm still able to serve in Fellowship Kids in our student ministry, which is the most fun to be on a Sunday morning. Um, and a couple weeks ago I was storytelling, and one of the bottom lines was, if God calls you to take something on, you can do it because he's with you. And I don't know about you, but every single week I hear a message in there. I'm like, oh, that message is for me, you know, and we're in the kids area, which is so awesome. They do a great job. Um, but I'm so thankful to be here, to be on this team, to serving this church, and so thankful that I said yes to God's calling on my life to be a part of his story. Hello, my name is Amy Hinch, and I'm the Executive Assistant in Assimilation and Hospitality Director here at Fellowship. So in my early 20s, after graduating college, I thought I was going to work in summer camps for the rest of my life. Um, I had rec management degrees, seminary classes, I was ready to go. Um, so I did be a summer camp director at a local church here in town for three years, um, but God had some different plans for me. That summer camp job ended, and I transitioned into being an administrative assistant for that church. Um, that was a great role for me. I learned that I love being behind the scenes. Um, I love organizing, admin, you name it. It was really good for me. Um, and a perk of that job was that I got to attend Fellowship Asheville and still have the job since I was behind the scenes. 
Um, so fast forward seven years from then, and then I had one of the hardest things happen to me in my adult life. Um, I was let go from my job. That was something new, and I had never experienced, and it was not easy. Um, but it was during that time after being let go that I realized that I really held comfort as an idol in my life. Um, and God was really asking me to step out in faith to release the control that I was trying to hold on to so tightly and just trust him. Um, so it was my goal and my dream to work at Fellowship Asheville after that, but there was not an open spot. Um, so I had three months to just rest, heal, and look for a new job. So two and a half months passed, and I got a call from Fred saying, hey, would you like to come in and interview for this new administrative assistant job? I was like, yes, for sure. Um, and the rest is history. Here I am. So as I started in my role three years ago with fellowship, part of my role in assisting Fred was to work behind the scenes and managing the assimilation piece of that. Um, never in a million years did I see myself actually directing this ministry. But a year ago from last August, now I am the director of that. So again, God had better plans for me than what I could have ever imagined. Um, this story is his story. Um, he works miracles in me every day here at Fellowship. I am an introvert to my core, if you don't know that about me. Um, but I love meeting and welcoming in all the new faces that God brings through these doors every day. And believe it or not, I'm not hating standing up here in front of you. So that shows that God's story in my life is so much bigger than me, and he can definitely work through the uncomfortable. Um, this was not my plan at all. It was God's all along, and it's been so much greater than I could have ever imagined. Um, he has been preparing me all along the way, and I love how this church, this Gospel Center community, has really nurtured that transformation in my life and has really set me free to follow him. And I also just love being on staff here. I love that I get to do this. This is definitely a privilege. Well, hello, I'm Cam King. I'm the worship arts pastor here as of uh, last August uh, 2017. Uh, my story is God's story for sure because uh, from a human perspective, it would just be kind of depressing and, and about a lot of failure and just not quite living up. Uh, but from a spiritual perspective, uh, God has, through his power and his kindness, made it a story of grace and, and growth. And, and I'm amazed. Um, the seed of what brought me and my family to Asheville two years ago um, was professional failure uh, in um, the college ministry that I was working in and uh, outreach. And the seed of what put me in that job years before that uh, was personal failure in another college ministry in a church. Um, thankfully, praise God, I can say here today that both those situations ended in genuine repentance and, and a return to the standards uh, set for me because uh, it's not always that way uh, when we go through transitions. But I think it's safe to say that uh, my wife and I were looking for a fresh start when we came here. We fell in love with Asheville uh, right away. But we came here to build, like kind of from the ground up, a nonprofit. And um, turns out I'm not good at that. Uh, and uh, I tried to be for about a year, and, um, and uh, it just wasn't. And, uh, but, but seriously, I, you know, Sarah and I, my wife, we, we endured some dark nights of the soul together and with the Lord because we had moved our family here. We were comfortable where we came from. I'd been in Morgantown, West Virginia since 1999. That's where we met and fell in love and started our family. And, um, but we, we loved Asheville and we didn't know what, our, what the plan was. 
but we realized that one thing had remained consistent all throughout uh, these years, something that brought me great joy and seemed to bring joy to people around me, and that was worship leading. I'd always find myself leading worship uh, for little things, uh, from ministries to worship nights to my church. And, and y'all, uh, I was 18 when I first started, uh, and not that I'm like some uh, amazing guy now, but like it was horrible back then. It was bad. And, and I don't know why I got more chances, but I did. And it was the grace of God to grow in my life. Uh, and, and even when I was beginning to struggle with the nonprofit that I was working for here, um, everything that was good in my life was at fellowship. Uh, uh, gosh, it, it, just all the encouragement, the discipleship and, and the counsel from Fred and my buddy Cam Spear being a, a, a mentor and, and a peer and Nick Serta working under him, uh, leading worship. And, um, you know, it dawned on me and Sarah during one of those nights that this worship pastor position was just sitting here, and, and maybe this was part of the story. Maybe this was part of the plan. And so um, Nick and I talked, and, and um, I just have to give him kudos again and Cam Spear, especially because they believed in me. They gave me a chance. They, they made me see more than I could see in myself. Um, Long ago, another one of my mentors empowered me with his belief in me. Uh, when I graduated high school, a dear volunteer youth leader said, thank you to you that uh, volunteer with students and kids and everybody in this church. It's so important. He came to me when I graduated high school, and he gave me a king of spades playing card. And he said, this is patterned after King David, the different kings in the playing deck or after different famous kings. And he said, like David, you, Cam, are a man after God's own heart. And if you remember uh, David's story, it's, it's got adultery, it's got murder, uh, and it's got kingship and glory and a forerunner to the king of kings, Jesus, the greatest king to sit on the throne. And, and so all these things are mixed together, and, and, and God sees more in us than, than we can see in ourselves, and he sends people to us that see more than we can see in ourselves. And he calls us and he changes us, just like he did with David. Uh, and I, I carry that, uh, that king of spades with me. Uh, it's, it's coming up on uh, some tea because uh, my voice is going out. Uh, 20 years old, um, you know, and, and, and it's a reminder to me, you know, of, of, of two things. That, that God, um, that I, I don't deserve anything good from God and yet he gives me grace. And at the same time, I'm not worthless to him, but he wants me to grow. And, and so uh, being the worship arts pastor here is part of my ongoing story of growth and grace. I have so much joy leading this church, not only in songs, but um, in worshiping from our hearts, you know, relying on his amazing grace, thanking him for the growth, the new growth of life that he does inside of us. It's a wonder, and it's, it's amazing to behold. And uh, it wouldn't be a worship pastor thing without me ending with some hymn lyrics. Uh, so here goes. Um, these are poignant and stirring words, some of the most ever written for me. Um, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. But here's my heart, Lord, take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. Thank y'all. Hi, my name is Andrea Burchett, and I'm the early childhood coordinator here at Fellowship. Um, a couple of years ago, I received a phone call that I wasn't expecting. It was from our church asking if I would be interested in being the early childhood coordinator. I said, let me pray about it for a couple of days and I'll get back to you. What fellowship didn't know is that I had been praying about a way to be more available to my family and friends. 
Taking this position would allow me to cut my hours at my full-time job and spend more time at home and loving on my friends. Um, As I prayed and thought about what this might look like for me, I was both nervous and excited. I was nervous because it's a little scary thinking about being responsible for teaching our preschoolers about God. What if the lessons are presented in a way that they understand? How How will I be able to answer their questions in a way that they'll comprehend? Um, Will they be excited to come back the next Sunday? These are just a few of the questions that I asked myself. However, the more I thought about the questions I had, the more I felt at peace that this is where God wanted me to be. I do love working with kids, especially younger kids. I love to hear their stories and how they view life. It amazes me how their little minds work and how they process what they're learning. I was also excited about working somewhere Um, that prays at their meetings and a place where I would be able to talk openly about my relationship with God. While I love working and forming relationships with all sorts of people, God knew that I also needed the spiritual encouragement that I would get from working in a ministry. When you hear early childhood, you might think that you'll be working with little kids all the time. Well, it is my responsibility to ensure that our young ones are well cared for in the nursery and a lesson is prepared for our preschoolers. The responsibility that I love is that I get to work with some amazing volunteers. Um, I believe that God has chosen each of them to teach me more about him. (laughs) Sorry. Um, I love being a part of each of their lives and seeing how God is using each of them to teach and care for our kids. Something else I want to share with you is um, the way that God brings just the right volunteers together. Um, On occasions in the infant room, there might just be one or two babies, which doesn't seem like you would need two volunteers for. Um, But this is a time for, while those volunteers are ministering to our families by taking care of their little ones, it's also a time for those volunteers to connect with each other. I've had them tell me that Um, talking with the other volunteers is exactly what they needed that morning, Um, even though it felt, it might have seemed like they were just there for nothing. (laughs) Um, God always orchestrates what's best for all of us. It's such an honor to work with each of our children here at Fellowship, and it's an honor to work with um, such an amazing staff, too. Um, God uses each of us in his own unique way to create his story. Good morning. Uh, my name is Sarah Knowles. Um, Sarah Turner, actually. Um, I knew I was going to do that. <laughs> um, so I'm excited to be able to share my story with y'all about how I came to be on staff here at Fellowship. Um, it is not at all what I expected to be doing. Um, I've wanted to be a teacher for as long as I can remember. Uh, so a little bit about my story. I uh, moved here to Asheville in 2012 and uh, took a teaching job here, taught fourth grade for five years, um, and I loved it. I loved what I was doing. Um, I also started attending fellowship at about that time of, in 2012. And then in 2014, uh, while teaching, Carol King was the fellowship kids director at the time, and she came up to me and asked if I'd be interested in taking a part-time position as a small group coordinator of kind of working with her, helping get lessons and organize some volunteers. 
So I did that and um, it kept me busy. I loved being able to work part-time here and also teach full-time. Um, it was really kind of a sweet spot to do both of th those things for me. Uh, so I did that for a few years and then fast forward to May of um, last year. And one Sunday after church, Carol again came to me and was like, hey, would you consider taking the Fellowship Kids director position full-time? And my immediate gut reaction was, nope, I sure wouldn't. I love teaching, and this is what I've always wanted to do. Um, but what came out of my mouth to her was, that's interesting. I'll consider it and pray about it, and we'll see where it goes. Um, so those next two months, roughly, were a few months of the Lord really pulling me out of my comfort zone and me really kind of fighting to stay in my comfort zone because um, I was, my mind was telling me, um, no, you love teaching, you love who you're working with, you're finally getting comfortable with what you're doing after a couple years, uh, you don't have the training for children's ministry, and the list goes on. Um, but my heart was saying, trust the Lord and follow, follow him. Um, so it was a really interesting few months of just kind of that back and forth, but I kind of finally got to the point of praying, Lord, if you will have me take this job, will you make that clear? Or if he wants me to keep teaching, he would make that clear. And so it kind of just, things fell into place and um, kind of all arrows were pointing for me to take this job. And it really is amazing to see. So I took this job in August of last year. Um, and it was amazing to just to see how all of those things work together. And it was nothing that I was really looking for or planning for or maybe even wanting at the time. Um, but looking back, I can totally see how God knew that plan all along and was drawing me out to just trust him a little more than um, I had before. So it's exciting and fun to see how my story truly is God's story. And I hope that y'all can see that for yourselves as well. Hey, good morning, y'all. Uh, I'm Caleb Burchett. I'm our student ministry uh, and service director here at Fellowship Asheville. Uh, just a couple things. Uh, growing up, uh, I would say that I was very fortunate to grow up in a Christian home. Uh, this was super important to the foundation of my faith, uh, and it played a big part of how I uh, saw and understood the gospel. Uh, but for me, uh, my parents, uh, they weren't, I only grew up in a Christian home, but they also worked ministry through Young Life, which is a parachurch ministry, and I grew up living on different Young Life camps. Uh, because of that, I got to see students, uh, middle school and high school kids come to camp weekends in the summer, come to camp and see their lives transformed by the gospel right in front of me. And at the time, you know, I was just like this eight, nine, 10 year old kid sitting in the back of the club room, seeing these things happen. Um, because of that, that's where I initially grew a heart for ministry. Uh, and then later on, you know, we were also a very big part of the local church. Um, I've always valued the local church, and uh, I, was a, I, I was very involved in my own youth group growing up. Uh, I loved serving uh, in kids' ministry. I loved serving on missions, both international and domestic, and I loved everything about it. Uh, and as high school kind of came to the end, yes, I had, I was, I was walking with the Lord. Uh, I, I kind of knew maybe God was calling me to take a career in ministry, maybe go to a Bible college or something, but that's not really what I wanted for myself. Um, you know, I thought people who did ministry were awesome, like they're awesome people. I love that for them, but I don't think that's what I want for me. Uh, so I kind of went against God's calling for my life. Uh, I decided, hey, I'm going to go, I'm going to move to Charlotte 
big business city, financial city. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to enroll in business school. I'm going to start working for big corporations. This is what I want to do. Yeah, maybe God has something else for me, but this is what I want for my life. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of how that started. I was in business school at UNC Charlotte. Uh, but during that, I was a volunteer young life leader. Uh, and I was working in high schools, working with high school kids. Uh, and I was doing that for a little bit, probably about a year. And uh, through that, I actually got the opportunity to go on a church staff uh, as a part-time student pastor. Uh, and for me at the time, you know, when they kind of sold the gig, I was kind of thinking, oh, I'm just going to be teaching Sunday school that, you know, they're going to pay me. It's, it's going to be nothing. It'll just give me some extra money to get through college. You know, I didn't really understand the importance and how, what the position really held uh, at the time. But then I would say within a month or so of doing that, I was like, wow, this is like super legit. Like my, this feels right. I don't feel, don't feel like I'm battling what God has for my life. Uh, and I took that very seriously. I dropped out of UNC Charlotte, dropped out of business school and started going to Bible college online through Charlotte Christian College and Theological Seminary. Uh, and I had an awesome time leading those students there. Um, and then just about three, four months ago, uh, I got a call from Nick uh, and Nick said, hey, uh, you know, I, I see I see you on Facebook. I know like you're, what you're doing is good work. Uh, I know you're probably comfortable and settled where you are, but would you consider a position here at Fellowship? And I was like, ah, maybe, maybe not. Uh, but then, you know, I went on to pray about it. I went to think about it. I went to seek wisdom from uh, other mentors in my life. Uh, and it was just super clear from God that, uh, yeah, this Asheville is where he wants me to be. Uh, this was a church I was very involved in growing up, and it's awesome to see how my life has kind of come full circle to be like, wow, I'm here now serving these students that I already cared about and that I taught when they were in kids' ministry. So it's really awesome to see that happening now in front of me. Uh, and when I think back about it, whether I wasn't really following God's plan for my life or when I was, uh, it's all really cool to say that no matter what, that my story was God's story. Thanks, Caleb. So this, this theme of God's story being our story, our story being God's story, isn't just to our staff. It really is a biblical precedent. It's, it really is the way God works with us, where he is continually asking us to do more than we think we can do and be more than we think we can be. Abraham you know, one of the first big characters, first big people that you see in, in the Old Testament, God asked him to go someplace and didn't even tell him where he was going. And Abraham stepped out in faith. And when he did, he saw God faithfully lead him step by step. Jacob, Jacob had to learn to not trust his plans, but to trust God's plans. And when he did, he saw God faithfully fulfill his promises to Jacob. Moses was asked by God to lead an entire nation. And all Moses did is look at his own weaknesses and failures. He was an outcast in every way that you could imagine. And when he said yes to God to do more than he thought he could do and to be more than he thought he could be, he saw God faithfully lead him as he led the nation and saw God faithfully provide. And Peter, in the New Testament, Peter denied his relationship with Jesus. Like it doesn't get any lower than that. And if somebody had a reason to not say yes to Jesus, it was Peter. But when Jesus told Peter to come here, and he did, and he said yes to Jesus, he got to see Jesus faithfully restore him. And then Paul, Paul was a guy who hated Christians. 
He hated the church. He persecuted the church. And yet when Jesus called him and Jesus said, come to me, and he said, yes. And then he told Peter to lead and to to reach out to people who weren't Jewish and share the gospel with them and lead a movement called the church. And when Peter said yes to that, he got to see God faithfully empower him to do more than he thought he could do and to be more than he thought he could be. This, This theme of our story being God's story is the theme of the Bible. It is what a relationship with God looks like. It is what happens when you say yes to the gospel. When you say yes to the fact that Jesus died for your sins and rose from the dead, that his resurrection proves that everything he said was true. When you say yes to Jesus being your savior and and your bridge to a relationship with the God who loves you and created you and the God who made you, when you say yes to that gospel, you say yes to entering into a relationship with a God who will continually ask you over and over again, do you trust me? And when we say yes to that, we get to be more than we think we can be. We get to do more than we think we can do. And y'all, here's why this is important. This story of our story being God's story isn't just for us It is for you. You see, in 2012, backtrack to my history just a little bit. In 2012, I heard another whisper from the Lord that I wasn't sure if it was God or I wasn't sure if it was me just just, um, being creative or the caffeine was really strong that morning, wasn't sure. But what I heard from the Lord was, Fred, God's gonna use you and God's gonna use Fellowship Asheville to plant churches here in Western North Carolina. Again, I reminded him, I told you I don't want to plant churches. <laughs> I'm not a church planter. So on my desk, I have this little card box, you know, those little plastic index card boxes. I've got one that sits on my desk, and in that are cards, index cards, where I write prayer requests down. And I've got one, I think it's September 22nd, oddly enough. Surely not. I'll have to go back and look. But 2012 where God asked us, asked me to pray about planting churches. In 2019, Lord willing, Fellowship Weaverville will get started, which is exciting. So seven years later, God brings that prayer to fruition, and here's why it's gonna affect you, because God's gonna ask you to do more than you think you can do and be more than you think you can be. A hundred of you are gonna leave to go start Fellowship Weaverville. And I say leave, the church term is sent, but it's gonna feel like you left, right? And you're gonna be there. And for those of you on the SWAT and SWAT teams for Fellowship Weaverville, God's gonna ask you to do more than you think you can do and to be more than you think you can be. And when you feel that way, that is God saying, do you trust me? And when you say yes to him, you enter into his story. And for those of us who are here, God's gonna ask us to do more than we think we can do and be more than we think we can be. Because when he's doing that, He's asking you, do you trust me? And when we say yes, we get to enter his story. And so church, as we close down today and continue on in this celebration, we've only just begun. Like there's still donuts out there and coffee mugs and there's a picnic waiting for us this afternoon. 
and we're gonna celebrate. But what I want you to do is to ask yourself this question, where is God asking you, do you trust me? And in that place, if you say yes to him, you get to enter into his story. And church, I want us to be a church that says yes to God, no matter what he asks. Let's pray.